Hey, what up? So I almost made a podcast last week. Because I felt like I finally had a good ear to speak to. See, there's this kid. I don't know, mid-20s, something like that. He tell me a situation he got with some girl. Now, we chopped it up a few times. And basically, through conversation, he knew he wanted to bring this problem to me. Now, he waited till he saw me. It's not like he reached out. So, when he saw me, he was like, man, exactly what I wanted to see. So, I'm like, uh-oh, what's up? He's like, man, I want you to read this. You know what I mean? My girl acting up. So, I'm like, what's the deal? He's like, she sent me this. And it was something like, man, you know, something emotional. Like, if I were to die today, I don't want you to show up at my funeral, blase, blase. The girl did something emotional like that. So, I'm like, what prompted her to say something outlandish? What did you do to push her button? That was my thinking. So, I said, man, show me the previous text. Don't just show me this. You're doing what the girl would do. You know, uh, a woman who paint themselves in a certain light to look like a victim or look like the, the guy tripping out. So, I said, what did you do to bait her? You know what I mean? Like nothing, man. She just came out of. I said, man, show me the text, man. So he showed me the text. I said, so wait a minute, y'all was cool up until like yesterday, right? He said, yeah. And then she sent that. I said, this ain't all of it. Where did it all start? So he wound up showing me Instagram, and he said something like, basically, she was acting up when they was out a couple nights before, whatever. She was acting funny style, so he wound up saying something like, erase me from your pages, drop me from your friends list, and all this type stuff. So he started with the first emotional jab. Now, she was acting up, but I told him, I said, right there, you baited her on that message. You baited her, so that's your fault. And obviously, this all got here because it was practiced for. A woman just doesn't come out and start talking crazy out the blue. So this is something you allow on a consistent basis. You have cat fights with her in order for her to feel comfortable enough to say something like this in the first place. Because he's talking mad slick and he think he's going to show me what's going on in the eighth inning. And I'm going to side with him. So I said, number one, this is all your fault. Because he told me when you first start dealing with her. What all was going on? It wasn't that about seven months ago, six months. And, you know, I, I basically forewarned him because he was raving about this joint. You know how guys do when they show pictures of the girl they talking to? I used to do it, too. I don't do it anymore, by the way, unless it's just for reference. All right? But we take pride because we don't get that many when we finally get something we like. We're into and has this look that we think we all wanted to deal with. We gloat about it. We show pictures of it. You know, it's like your prize piece, right? Now, the problem with that is you're already setting yourself up. What do I say? What have I learned? When you get eight, you're in an emergency emergency situation because it means if you get eight the number one thing you need to do number one priority is to get another eight or 8.2 why because you're going to overvalue 
that eight. You're already in prime position to do it. Because number one, in order for you to set the ground to over-worship her when she comes through the door, shows you're already in lack. So you've already put yourself in a poor position. You inherently are going to get something you overvalue, and you're going to overvalue. You're going to know it, and she's going to know it. So we always say, if you get eight, number one thing to do, first thing on your priority list is to go get 8.3. That's the only way you're going to manage the eight correctly because she's the best you got. You're bound to take whatever. Don't always say that. You're bound to accept anything. When I did Solid Game, I said that. That was years ago now, probably about four years ago. On that Solid Game album, I touched on that. And it's still true. It's prevalent. So when you first start dealing with her, I'm like, man, I'm going to tell you this. Number one, you starting off on Cupcake Street. Taking her out. My girl, my girl, my girl. Like, the way you speaking on it is just too much. So I, I try to tell him how to come through the door and deal with her from the beginning. Right? Now, of course, he didn't listen. And, you know, the, the conversations we have, like most guys do, usually older guys do this, though. When you talk about women in general... And they'll rationalize why this one ain't like the other ones. So I said, man, is she a female? Is she on earth? Well, she meets the criteria of what we talk about. So number one, do not make her different. So assume she got whatever else going on and never assume you're the only one she's dealing with. And more so than that, don't take pride in the fact that you think she's only dealing with you. Number one, it's awful for you. It's obviously an incorrect mentality to have. And you double down on it because she knows you believe it. Which means what? She internalized that you value what she does with her vagina. Which is you leading incorrectly. See that? So you already set it up so you can't deal with her on a reward system. Meaning, she complies, she invests, and you reward her based on that. Not you come through the door and reward her and hope she continues to give you what you want. Alright? So anyway, they're having this fight via text. I said, all this guy here because of you. Now, you're young, which is, it isn't the end-all be-all because just because you get older doesn't mean anything. That's the misconception you always have, and I always touch on this. Wisdom ain't free. Life does not owe you to understand this. And I also say this. It's too late for you if you're 25 and don't accept this. It's too late for you if you're 52 and don't accept this. It's too late for you if you're seven and don't accept this. See, if you're hard-headed and you're one year old and you never change from being hard-headed, it's too late for you. That's the thing. If you're willing to listen, you could be 53. If you got some good years left, you're still physically active, it's not too late for you yet. But if you're hard-headed, it's already too late. You're on the wrong path already. If you do not make it a point to correct that, you'll never reach wisdom. You'll always have the same issues. This is what I told him at the beginning. Because I always hear it from the PIs and the guys with the strong game, right? That the way you start is the way you end. So you come in belly aching. You come in overspending. You come in taking her out. My girl, my girl, my girl. 
Now this became a problem later because the way she kind of worded some of the messages were that she needed him to spend X amount. He didn't buy her X amount of stuff. I think it was for Christmas and all this. So he was like, I don't even know why she thought that way. I'm like, I do. Remember when you first started taking her out? And you were my babooski, my boo, my darling, my honey, spinning on her, taking her hair, doing this, doing that. Because I understand that's what you think you have to do because society trains you that way. Being that you're not a step above her in your mind, you always have to do something to make up for that. You always have to spend something to make up for that. You always have to have these items on you and around you to make up for that. The value you think you don't have, you overcompensate with things you buy. The look you try to put on, the image you try to portray. Now, a clean campaign is a must. You got to have money to move. You got to have somewhere to take the drink when she's rolling with you. You can't w worry about how you're going to eat, if you'll be able to eat, where you can take it to and where you can't. So you need money to move. Correct. But if your campaign is based on the money you spend and you're basically paying to keep her around or feeling that you have to because you have that inherent self-esteem that you never corrected, right? Because so many things work against it. You put yourself in a position to diet trick, meaning you're, you're spending money or you're having the prospect of you being able to spend this money in front of her. That's the dangling carrot. It's not that she has a, a level to rise up to meet your criteria, to meet your game, to make your roster. So the long and the short of it is I told him that at the beginning. And of course now, back to the text, you're having issues with her. And it's because you let her talk to you all kind of crazy. You already know warmed up for this moment when she, she talking slick. Where y'all having emotions back and forth. So I said, young man, this is what you've been doing the whole way through. You pushed the envelope. I said X amount last time. So now I got to say X amount with more on top of it this time. X amount plus three. You know what I mean? So y'all practice for this moment. So it's not her fault. Because if she came in the door that way, she wouldn't have made your roster. If you had and held proper standards for yourself which is why you always have to have a purpose something you deem more important than her simple the basics the things I always cover and I didn't come up with that by the way that's just common knowledge for anyone with strong game if you make her your purpose you'll sit around on the phone and sister girl with her Ooh, girl, and he did this, and I did that, and you're just burning time. So naturally, she knows you got nothing better to do. Naturally, she'll know you'll dedicate all this time because you feel like with you investing this time, she's less likely to leave. Remember, you value her vagina. You value where she goes. You value that she only deals with you. Remember, you do that. So this reinforces that thought in her mind. And this is why a woman will play Tom and Jerry cat and mouse when she meets the next guy because you've mistrained her to believe this now it's not mistraining on her end because why she's conditioned to deal with that guy because that's the only guy she meets goes back to that 499 out of 500 men on lap remember that so 
Anyway, we're reading the text. And so I give him the rundown on everything. Basically, I'm not going to say he did wrong, but don't do it again. All right? You done something emotional here. That's your emotions on your sleeve. He's like, yeah, man, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I said, number one, never internalize that thought. And then never say that out aloud, man. You've been hanging around these broads. I wear my emotions and I wear my feelings on my sleeve. I was emotional. I said, you're wrong right there. Incorrect. So I understand we all do that. Don't do it again. So I give him the whole rundown. I said, this won't help you this time because you can't put down no ironclad boundary on her because you don't let so much slide at this point that you can't tell where the attack's coming from because you're not sharp enough, number one. So the training wheels is for you to wait until you deal with your next partner and the one after that, and then you break the rules and the one after that until you finally, hopefully, get it somewhere down the line. Because a lot of game I got, I didn't apply it right when I heard it. Even the good stuff. Even the things I learned firsthand, I still broke the rules. And guess what? I learned the hard way some more, some more, until finally I'm like, okay, I get it. Now I can use discretion and know when to not be solid on the rules. But what did I tell you? Your training wheels is to follow the rules because that's your guide. Until you're sharp enough to use discretion, you need to do what the game says. So we think we got it. We sit there talking. And I know in the back of my mind that, like, this is fresh. So he's just saying anything right now. But I, I commend him. And this is why I almost did the podcast last week. Because he's listening. He's sitting there listening. Now, I don't know how much he's internalizing. But just the fact that he's sitting there not jumping in. Not interrupting. Means he has some degree of humble. Some degree of humble. Which is solid. Because when I talk to older guys. Or even younger guys, obviously. What is their number one problem? They're hard-headed. So much to the point where don't they don't even listen in the first place. Like they're fighting it the whole way through. I can't make a good example out of somebody's situation if they're present. Why? Because the moment I start talking, their guard going to fly up. And that's what I do a lot of times. If I'm having a conversation with somebody, I'll say in general, but I'll start to... Ease it over to the point where they can see it's them. And then their guard will fly up. So I can only give them so much of the real before they understand and can internalize and correlate what I'm saying with their situation. They'll come in saying, yeah, not me, not me, because that's what we do. Not me, though. Not me, though. No matter what I say, I'll give them a pound of game and then something in their mind will edit it at the end and be like, yeah, but not me, though. Like, I'm not adding that in there, so you don't add that in there. Yes, you. Right? So, at least he sat around and was humble enough. Now, say you got to earn your humble. So, he's not truly humble because he's not accomplished. You can't be humble if you're not accomplished. If you don't get that now, you got more to go. But, at least somehow he's humble enough, miraculously, to listen for a second. At least hear what I'm saying. But of course, what do we do? What do men do when you're telling something? And you sit there for an hour and give them an earful. And you give them the front was and back was about what he just did. And don't do it again. You start off the next situation. This is how you want to start. And everything I explain, he thinks he disagrees with. 
And what do I say when somebody words something as I disagree? I disagree with means what? I do not want to accept dot, dot, dot. Remember that. I've said it. Remember that. I do not agree with means I do not want to accept dot, dot, dot. So he thinks he disagrees and I'm giving him a rundown. And everything I unpacked, it opens up something else that he, he doesn't understand the principle behind what I just broke down. So I break something down and he needs me to go in depth. About something I use to explain the first thing. So it's like, I said, man, we'll be here all day. This is why it takes active coaching. Because I explain one thing and you don't understand what relates to that. And how I came up with that. So it takes active coaching. So you're not just going to be thorough with me sitting down explaining to you one time. It can make sense. But you'll never truly get it if you do not make it a point to live a lifestyle of having, internalizing, and seeking game because as rosebud says you have to have some degree of game to search for game you have to have some degree of game to listen to game and you have to have a larger degree of game already to internalize the game the problem is getting it to accumulate something has to be so deep so profound so life-changing because the enemy of great is good enough so as long as you keep getting your subpar d plus results and you get lucky once in a while it's not enough enough leverage against you to say you know what enough i need to change something so as long as you keep getting that little bit there that little bit there that luck that lands in your favor you never develop the leverage to make a decision to change so you never get the accumulation all my guys are like that. None of them listen. Why? None of them take the coaching. If you know me and you don't take my coaching, you're hard-headed. You don't want to change nothing. And all my guys are hard-headed. Not just them, but that's who I deal with. So that's who I know. You understand? So anyway. It never accumulates and you never get sharp. But at least the kid... Had the ability, the self-control, the strength to sit down and listen. So we go through all this. Now, keep in mind, he's nobody who's following me. So he's not like a protege. Somebody who I'm training and sharpening and putting that care into. But naturally, if I'm around and we sitting around chopping it up. And you present me with something, man. I'm going to have an ear for I'm going to have some more of it for you. You know how I go. So I'm going to give you a sharp 47 minutes of heat Applicable heat, you know Now I don't think much of it when I get up and leave I just feel like, okay, I just wasted my breath But at least somewhere down the line I kept wording it throughout the conversation This doesn't make sense to you now But somewhere down the line You'll know you're getting sharp when this makes sense And somewhere down the line You'll know you're getting sharp when that makes sense Every time I made a point that wasn't basic And was semi-advanced I had to preface it with that You see Or put an asterisk there And then mention it Okay, You see So I understood most of what I said was left on the table And basically Young Buck sort through this and see what makes sense to you now and hold the rest for later. Maybe you get it. And some of it genuinely maybe is not good for you. So, okay, cool. 
So weeks later, now I forgot about this. Basically, until I see him again, and then it's on my mind. It's funny because I'm just talking, entering the room, making a light joke. Because I'm thinking, because what he says, and this is where the point of all this is. This is the crux right here. You are in, you are entering a place and staying in a place and never leaving a place where you are irresponsible with your words. So he may mention that time that I ain't never dealing with her no more. Even said to her via text, I'm never dealing with you no more. Bad, bad, bad. It's over. It's over. This, that, and other. Bad, bad, bad. So, okay. Now, of course, I'm not thinking nothing of it because it's just him talking. I understand he's emotional. See that? Which you should never be. You understand as a listener in your rational mind where he's making all his mistakes from. Where, what he, where and what it's stemming from is that he's in his feelings. And he's making decisions based on his feelings. And even worse, he's talking through his feelings. So you're being irresponsible with your words. So he says all that. Now when I see him, I'm like, what up? And I thought of it when I seen it, I said, ah, yeah, so what's good? Thinking he's about to tell me, yeah, you know, I'm done with that. I said, yeah, so what's up? Everything all good, right? How'd that work out for you? He's like, yeah, man, I'm back with it. I'm like, huh? You back with it? <laughs> and you would think I had an earful after that, but I didn't. I had nothing to say. It was just like. I get it. I mean, the mistake you made cannot be fixed at this point. See, from here, she doesn't have to respect your word. You don't respect your word. You don't have personal boundaries. You don't have integrity. Why? Because what I talk about the last show I did. Your word cannot be dirt. It's been said by the pimping. I'm not going to say exactly which one. But your word is like it. Dealing with men and business. Dealing with your women. That if you tell a woman and slip up and say, man, you do that one more time. I'm an XYZ. I'm a this, that, and the other. And she does it again. You better do what you said. They said if you told her because you got emotion, you told her that uh, basically I'll take you out of here. You better come within a thread of it to the point where she believes fully that you were going to and you were merciful. You understand? When you got to the edge. Because you can't say something, one thing, and then go and do something contrary to that. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot. Because you just told on yourself Now she knows for sure What she already knew You don't believe what you say Now when you talk with her Or otherwise You gotta say Nah I'm serious Nah I'm for real this time Instead of your word Mean exactly What you mean And what made me think of this Is something simple today I was just having a regular day Going about my business Handling my biz like I do And some guy he was offering me assistance in something. And just the fact I become so entitled 
true entitlement and value and standing so much behind my word, I told this guy one thing one time and I felt so disrespected <laughs> that I had to repeat it. It was just like, I couldn't believe you're having me repeat something like I just ain't said it the first time. I was like running hot. I felt like the game gave me the right to tax him for that, but I didn't. The point is, with that simple little interaction, my word is it. I didn't have to say, nah, for real. Nah, I ain't playing. Nah, I'm for real this time. Why? Because I don't have cat fights. If I draw a boundary, it's one direction, one time. And after that, you're susceptible to whatever I see and deem fit. That's how we go. Anybody who interacts with me, that's how it go. It's not being irrational. I drew a line. I drew a boundary. I made a decision. This. Boom. And that's how you deal with people. From people you know to people you don't. I would advise if you got friends, if you got people you hang around for no reason, and you give one direction, one time, and they don't follow, one or two things and strongly consider either you made a poor choice which you shouldn't have because if you're dealing with logic you're planning ahead you got game to see ahead you thought about this moment before it got here you're following the direction in the path you already laid out for yourself before you got to this moment because you understood within yourself via practice as well that when I get to this moment boom 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 that way, when you get there and you got feelings and you're upset, you're following your direction. You do not deviate from what you said. And the person around you is only following suit. They're following order. They're following direction you've already set as the leader. So when you make a decision, you got to be so strong in your word and your belief. You have to know you're making the correct decision for the correct reasons because you're holding other people to it which puts responsibility tall responsibility in your hand because you're charging them for what they don't follow so you cannot be incorrect when you make a decision and make somebody else adhere to it because you're basing friendships on this because you know within yourself you drew a respect line so if somebody crosses that respect line because you use logic not your feelings You use feeling, intuition And not your feelings, emotions You drew a respect line You drew a boundary So if somebody crosses that Or make you go back on it Or tries to make you go back on it You have to question who's in your presence Now this is a practice thing Because if this goes your way typically And this is how you do things typically You live in a green world And somebody comes with an orange infraction you recognize it immediately. No. You see that? Uh-uh. So right there, you question, did I do something weird here? Do I do I follow what I said? Did I do something backwards? Did I mislead myself? Misstep somewhere? No. So you must be trying me right now. Are you being funny? That's your stance. Why? Because your word is solid. You don't say things, recant, say things, recant, and then you all over the place. You don't even know what you mean. 
You can't push boundaries to get a reaction. You can't push buttons to get a reaction. That's not your place as the man. But because you trained for this, sister girling with the broads you deal with. Sister girling with your male friends. What's that? Getting on the phone gossiping. Getting on the phone talking about somebody else's money. Getting on the phone using hope, wish, dream, feelings, femme talk. That's not how you deal. Right? See, you trained yourself for the moment where you pushed a button. You felt you had to push a button to let them know you mean it this time. See what happens every time you go back on your word. You got to push the button, which is poor strategically because you have to overextend. Robert Greene talks about it in the 33 Strategies of War. When somebody's against you, their goal is to make you a larger target. How? By getting you to extend and reach. So it's poor strategically to reach and reach and step outside of a zone you deem as a comfort zone. Outside of your proper place. When you reach like that, you leave yourself susceptible to what comes. And when you deal with men who are legit, who are thorough, you set yourself up to get hung. And if you deal in a predatory environment, see also the hood, see also guys who are in the street life, they see that you're weak. They see that your boundary can't be tested. When they see you go back and forth with your girl like that, emotionalizing with your girl like that, catfighting with your girl like that, you lie to get your head bust playing like that. You don't live the street game like that either. If you deal with men from a predatory environment, see also street life. Right? Even though you're not involved in it, you are food out here. You must draw a boundary. Everyone will try you basically. But they got their different ways they're going to try you. A woman will passive aggressive you to death. Right? Typically. In the business world, they know you're going to make a poor decision. So if he's prudent and he's against you or he's looking for his own benefit, he may set you up to make a bad move because you can only see what's directly in front of you. You don't have the game to see two, three steps down the line. He knows he can shove you a little and rattle you and then you'll do something stupid, beneficial to him and maybe detrimental to you. Right? So, that to say, the reason your word is dirt is because there's so much dirt inside of you. There's so many feelings inside of you. It's so messy inside of you. You need to clean your space. What does that mean? Decide who you have around you. Do not bring people around you for no reason. Nearly Fuller talks about this. When you get together with a group of people, when you reach out to call one person, if you have a plan and you need people to follow, if you're having a hi, how you doing conversation, all of them, there need to be a purpose or we're not speaking. A purpose and a plan. If it's a hello, goodbye conversation, hello, goodbye. Right? Everything has to be with a purpose and a plan. Because if you get around each other long enough, you'll derail each other's thoughts. You'll derail each other's focus. And if you're silly, which a lot of us are in certain environments, you're going to end up fighting. 
once the public face wears off and you get to the real you, you're going to end up disagreeing somehow and it'll spin out of control. And that's what I prevented from happening earlier with that particular guy. I gave a direction, he didn't follow, and boom, boundary. No more. So, are you good? He was like, yeah, man, I'm just trying to... See, I'm just trying to. Somebody starts a sentence with, I'm just trying to. That's passive aggression. I'm going to tell you the form this comes in a lot of times. Um, there are people, you know, just say in any endeavor you're in. But for me, with, uh, we'll just say record music, right? You have people around you that be like, did you ever think of, you know, what you could do is X, Y, Z. You know, you know, I'm just trying to help. Boom, beautiful. You trying to help? I need that, 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 and that done. So I could draw you out an itinerary, an agenda, a plan, and I got some work for you if you want it. I need this, that, I need that, and I need this by so-and-so. So if you'd like to assist, I'll write you up a plan. I'll get you involved. They're not trying to do all that. They don't really want to help. See, it's a thing where... This runs so deep, I don't want to say it forever on this. But it's people's way of jabbing at you. Because in their mind, they speak in dreams and hope and wish. So they try to apply their dreams and what they want and what they long for and try to apply it to you. They work within themselves and assume you are the way they are. So they're jabbing at you. Because in their mind, they think... You want what they want. So being that you don't have what they think they would want, they think them prodding at you, poking at you, is being funny, it's being cute, it's wearing on you. That's the old misery loves company type thing. And this is why if people don't know what you value, they don't know what you're after, they don't know your plan, it's hard to thwart something when you don't know where it's going or its purpose or its intent, what it wants. And that's why contentment will get you attacked. The stronger your level of self-confidence, the stronger your accomplishment, the more reverence you get, the more you're revered, the more contentment you show is the equal amount you have to sharpen your war hand. It's more space you have to create around you. You have to have a sharper idea of where things are coming from. So the more you clean your space, the more you clear your space, the more you understand where things are coming from, the quicker you can locate it. The more odd it is when the attack comes. Right now you're getting attacked from so many angles, you can't tell what's what. I know I make a lot of references, but a great book for that is Life Code by Dr. Phil. He talks about similar type things. He calls them baiters. People will get, get around you and passive aggressive you to death. And overtly aggress you to death if you allow it. And he tells all the forms they come at you. All the ways to see it. Things I talk about or used to talk about on a more consistent basis. I don't talk so much about passive aggression anymore. Because it's a thing where I basically I internalize it to the point where I obviously expect that. When you're dealing with women especially. I mean you can expect it. And it's simple because it's the best way to think of it. And I touched on this at some point. I don't remember where. But just on a simple common sense. Men have physical strength. 
women typically won't have the same physical strength. So how do they move things in their favor? Passive aggression. They get you to go head up against other men. They get you to question yourself. They'll get with you because you have something. You have drive for something. And then they try to derail you from that and make your world about them. So then they have less respect for you. Then what's going to happen? They don't respect you. Then you're likely to get knocked for that joint. Somebody going to take her off your arm, basically. So, I would say, any woman you deal with is going to have some strong level of passive aggression. It's just obvious. So, I expect it. It's not like, I see it, then okay, let me stop dealing with her. You understand? I understand when I'm dealing with her, where it's likely to come from, and I expect it. It's written in the plan. I accept so much to the point where she crosses the line of where it's more negative dealing with her. There's more drawbacks dealing with her than something beneficial or positivity that can come from me dealing with her. But I don't hold them against I don't hold it against them necessarily. So it's not like I deal with a woman and then she's passive aggressive or she tries me and I'm like, I ain't dealing with you no more. Because you got to give some wiggle room. Some. And it's hard for me to say that because what you'll do is if you're in lack, you don't have your options up. You'll take that and you'll rationalize everything with what I just said. I got to give it some wiggle room. I just can't be so hard that I let nothing pass because then I can't deal with anybody and then I don't know. I don't know where do I draw the line. So a guy who likes a woman and decide he's going to keep her regardless and can't do better, can't get another one, because a lot of times how we get to where we are, you can't decide where the line supposed to be and you'll let anything go, something disrespectful and rationalize it. Well, I got to let something go. I just can't have these tough iron boundaries for her. And by the way, that's how that guy ended up back with this girl too. Because somebody else mentioned, because I didn't touch it anymore, but somebody else mentioned who was in the room that the story he gave him was he dealt with some other girl but you know physically but it just wasn't the same as the girl he just left which he kind of so basically the guy alluded if, if that's true the guy alluded to basically basically what the larger deeper point is not the fact that he was with somebody else physically and it wasn't the same it's that he couldn't get an equal partner he couldn't get what he deemed to be at her heights he basically had to go below what he thought he wanted and thought he could get by dealing with her because he can't get that on a consistent basis and what I tell you the guy's number one problem is options that's all you get the best one you can get and you think you love her you're convinced it's because it's the best you could do and you can't replicate the result I've done that before you deal with somebody that's how I know by the way it ain't just like me guessing I've done that I told myself, man, I need to stop dealing with her. She also the guy. I need to stop dealing with her. You know what I mean? Because ah, it ain't worth it. Blah, blah, blah. I ain't mess with her no more. And then you go out a couple times, go to a club, talk to your old joints, and it's just like, man, it's not that they don't match her. They're not the same. It's just not the same feeling. It's because she's tighter than your other ones. She's tighter than what you can go out and get right now. And that's the difference between men and women right there.
That's the difference. That's where the road goes two separate ways. Why? Because she already has orbiters waiting for this moment. Right? She's got orbiters waiting for this exact moment. Well, she lets her door open and the orbiters come in. Because she's been accumulating and never dropped, by the way, her other solid options. And she gets them more frequently because some somewhere down the line, men thought they had to go after women. The first couple simps that reached and chased for women, they started this trend that we're at now to where you think you want sex more than a woman wants sex. You want a woman more than she wants a man. You believe it. That's not true. We've been conditioned to be that way, but because we have been conditioned to be that way, and that's the current forecast, right? At this point in the road, you can't get another one so quick, or you have to make it a point to go out to replace her, which adds value to her, which makes it about her when you get the next one, and I told him that. But for her, she just merely opens up the door and the orbiter comes in. Her stream of orbiters that she'll select, because she always has a couple guys she may deal with physically at a time, two or more, whatever, you know, routine. And then she has whichever one she has around for attention. So she'll let in the orbiter, you, you. She doesn't have that desperation. You are trying to go out to get another her. She'll go out to go kick it, because she ain't got nothing better to do, because you freed up some time. Same way you go out to the club and you want to leave somebody, you're dying, you're, you're intent, your drive is to go pick somebody up. Hers, ah, this is boring, let's leave. Let's get out of here. And then you scraping it in the club trying to find somebody, you dropping your standards trying to find somebody to leave with or bag up to get her out of your mind and she just go to have a chill time because she got orbiters already in her phone. So this is the point where the guy made his mistake. I dealt with another girl wasn't the same physically and no 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 you you're at a point where you can't match what she has and she knows that and by the way if you did have somebody on the roster you did have a solid team this is the point where what they do at the beginning strategically comes into play now maybe it's not something they do knowingly it may be subconscious this is why when you first deal with a woman, they have you eliminate your options. I always talk about this. When a woman first gets with you, right, you have it in your mind that because she's pressed up on you, she gets you saying L word, L word, L word, love, love, love. And tries to get you to stop dealing with other women and tries to push for you to be exclusive. You think you're being cute. Like, I don't know how I, I want to deal with just her yet because she sold you so hard on the fact that she wants to be with you in many cases more than you want to be with her initially they'll flip this later on but a lot of times they'll come in the door this way they'll push for exclusivity not because she's so into you dumb dumb but because she lays with you or gives you the prospect of dealing with her physically I said she blinds you with what she's doing with you physically or the prospect of it and she's snatching away all the rest of what she presents all the rest of what you have so she's snatching away your other options because she's right up in your face giving you what you want from her so when she eliminates your options right that's where this comes into play later because now all you got is her so now when she asks you and passive aggressive you understand me you have to accept it 
It has power now when she does something stupid or she she's up and down in her mood. Now it has effect on you. If you have other hers and she's up and down in her mood, then you just slide over to this one over here until she get her mind right. Because she comes in the door, eliminates your options, gets you to eliminate your options. You're thinking like, man, she liked me this much. She liked me that much. She said, if I deal with another girl, and you believe it. Because you're ego driven. Why? Because you're driven by your emotions. Why? Because you're your mother. You've been so poorly misindoctrinated by women in your life. Or, or I was about to say men. Males who've been indoctrinated by females themselves. Or so heavily influenced by females themselves. You got that. From a different gender player So because she know you're ego driven Your feelings You need to feel validated like she does You grew up to Oh good boy Oh you're such a gentleman Oh your mothers and your aunts And the women around you when you were a boy Oh look at you open the door for a, a woman You're going to get all the women They done sold you that coming up You bit so hard into that That this girl deal with you And make you feel like you're the only one And you believe it It's not because you're the only one and you should believe it It's because she's setting you up for Where y'all gonna get on this point in the road Where she steps off And you're gonna need her more than she needs you Cause you don't have another her waiting Which you should always be accumulating Don't always say that That's why you don't be like my girl, my girl, my girl You can deal with her on the reward system Cause why would you drop somebody who's coming correct If she keeps doing things to get rewarded Well you keep rewarding her then That's it but you don't drop the other options, and that's why. It's not to hang over the head, because remember, you're not emotional. You don't fem mac. You don't ego mac. You don't emotion mac. You don't hold it over a head that I can go deal with her. If you acting, you acting up, I go deal. With, it's not in spite. It's not to spite the broad. That's for you. So you make a correct move. You're giving yourself cushion to make a proper move because it's going to come to that point. And when I tell a man this, or a male professing to be a man, thank you, sin, thank you, game, I tell him leading up to it, this may not help you now, but when you deal with your next woman, this is why you start a certain way because you're going to get to that point. This woman you just dealt with is every situation you always come across. And I told that guy this right here. In that conversation we had a couple weeks ago, you'll always get to this point, and it'll always be the same factors. So, in a sense, this is identical to what you'll face the time after, and the time after, and the time after. So, if you grab this by the horns right now, you got this thing figured out. I told him, and what did he do? He went back. So, you know what's going to happen? He's more than likely going to keep repeating this and keep repeating this. And by the way, this reminds me of what I talked about. When I did the podcast, um, basically it was like, have we dealt with this before or whatever I named it? Me and this guy talked about the guy I talked about on that one. We're dealing with the girl, said he would drive bread. Talk about my girl again. So both of them have the same situation. But if you ask one, about his and compared it to the other Of course being themselves They couldn't see the similarity in it But these two guys have identical situations And me and the younger guy Clowned the older guy for what he was going through And now you're doing the same thing See you recognize things in other people But I'm not going to say You don't recognize them in yourself You do not accept them in yourself 
you're in denial about what you're doing. Which is why RSD Tyler put me up on some of the best game I ever got. When you see something that you have disdain for, something you recognize in other people, why do you recognize it? Because you do or you've done something similar. That gives you the recognition. You couldn't recognize where that person is coming from if you didn't understand internally that you did it, why you did it, so you know what that person is out for. You know their intent inherently because you know you do it. So after you see them doing it, let that come full circle, right? Let that cycle come full circle and ask yourself again, what is my version of what they're doing right now that I can't stand, that I don't like? What is my version of that? That never goes away. But all this goes back to being a silent listener. I can give you the front and backwards. I can tell it to you. I could be right in your ear. I could be sitting right next to you. And then you go out and do the opposite. I can't help you. So there wasn't nothing to say to the guy. But it's just comical. Because what I told him is 100% true. This encapsulates and represents every situation you've had and will come across. This is basically it. And I pointed to the text. You see these texts? Anything you ever deal with from here will be similar. So those vast mistakes you're making in the game, you have a chance to master this game or you could be any other guy you can think of. I said, why? Because I've been alive 39 years and you've been alive for 20-something. You don't know no guy that sharp and I don't know no guy that sharp. Anybody I can think of, they got sloppy results. They're salty with their results. They can't stand their results. They deal with their partner. Ah, uh, my wife this, my wife that. On the good side. Then the same guy come in. Ah, oh, man, my wife this, my wife that. On the bad side. But they always got something to whine about. They can't stand their situation. That's why you got guys who come to work, download Instagram, sweat bras they don't got, and have to race the app before they get home because their wife go through their phone. They wife to text them where you at, what time you coming. They got you by the throat. You can't stand it there. And it amazes me that guys will be like, man, if I had X amount of money, man, if I, you know the lottery talk, man, if I won the lottery, I this, that, and the other, man, I'd travel and I'd, and I'd be home and me and my family with it. I'm like, you can't stand me around that bra for two minutes. Y'all home three days together and you can't stand her, of course. You think you want to travel and get away with this joint? Are you kidding? You have a romanticized view of what it would be like to hang with your wife. You think that you change the setting? You think changing the setting over verse? All the things you let get to this point and build to this point you're at right now? You think because you're here instead of there or there instead of here, it's going to be any different? It's a common self-help concept here. Wherever you go, there you are. Common self-help concept. Wherever you go, there you are. So if you're whiny broke, you're going to be whiny paid. If you're whiny in Nebraska, you're going to be whiny in L.A. Eventually. It will be new, and once the novelty wears off, you're whiny again. It doesn't go away. You can't escape you. 
So if you get money on a consistent basis, you eat on a consistent basis, and you can't find contentment with that, you're in trouble. But again, I can sit there and tell somebody front and backwards, man, I can know what I'm talking about. They be like, yeah, and he the whole time I'm talking, mm, man, yeah, man, uh, mm, uh, like getting all into it. I think y'all just be entertained more so than anything. But of course, what I was saying was making good sense. And he's all into it. Yeah, mm, uh, mm. like we at church. Mm, uh, mm. Man, yeah, man, man, say that again. Yeah, man, you right. Uh, you right. Man, true, man, true, true spit. And then he go out and do the opposite. <laughs> See, now think of this. Imagine how much time you would save for the rest of his life. If he would have just heard what I said the first time and followed what I said the first time. That means anytime he would deal with a woman from this point and she did not come correct. If she did not come in feeding the situation and perpetuating and glorifying and accentuating the situation he's already built within himself, she wouldn't make the cut. She wouldn't be able to come around in space long enough. It would be like me with a guy. That you do the opposite, one direction, one time. What you hear me say? Are we good? Can you handle that, or you do you need a step? Either or. But you right up against it. You had seven seconds for me to correct you. It happened so quick. So you right up against it. What's it going to be? That's how you deal with your woman. If he dealt with a woman like that when he first met her, why? Because his options are on deck. His self esteem is on deck. You know, theoretically, if he was sharp. So he would have so much value within himself. He would value his space, value his energy. He would be reading on a consistent basis. So it would be having his mind on something of value that would prevent. I always say reading is the braces that will prevent you from straying into things that don't matter. He would surround himself with game. So anything that was not up to par with the game he was hearing or the winter spirit that he was carrying inside, he wouldn't accept. How much time would he save if he would have dealt with that girl in those seven seconds there for him to go on and on and on and drag and push, pull, and fight? Imagine. He would just correct it that fast. And boom, he can hop on something productive that matters. You know how much time you have? You know how much time he would have? And he's only 20-something? Oh, my God. I'd be like, boy, you'd be the sharpest thing up under the sun. 